Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Agnes Van Rijn. Agnes is a reinvention mentor who helps her clients achieve success on their own terms. Agnes, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ellen. I'm really pleased to be here. Uh, that, that's wonderful. I'm excited that you are here. And I have so many questions for you. Um, first and foremost, you're not only a reinvention mentor, you're known as the reinvention queen. So <laughs> I want to start out by asking you about your own reinvention story. I think you were in your 50s when you made a big change in your life that you know, would have scared a lot of people. Well, I'm called called the queen of reinvention because uh, to start with, I reinvented myself three times. So the first one was, uh, you know, the classical uh, nagging feeling. There must be more to life. So deciding to leave the corporate world and then uh, reconverting into being an executive coach, which I did for eight years. Um, In that process, after something like a year of six, probably, um, I ended up so I was very successful and I ended up going almost bankrupt so that was my second reinvention I managed to rise from my ashes Mm. Um, and then the last one which is probably the one that you're referring to is uh, that uh, I was in that toxic relationship decided to leave it uh, but very conscious that I was losing absolutely absolutely everything in the process Um, and I was 57 back then. So I moved in with my sister, one of my sisters for one year. Um, And instead of looking at it from the angle of victimhood, which is an easy thing to do in a situation like that, um, I decided that it was an amazing opportunity to reconsider all my choices in life and business. So from a business perspective, it led to me deciding that I didn't want to work with the corporate world anymore, but with entrepreneurs and women, essentially. Um, and Or if you, if you prefer, clients can be in the corporate world. I don't want the end client to be the corporate world. I want them I want the, the coachee themselves to be to be the client, uh, which makes it completely different. Um, and so the second choice was, uh, where am I going to live? And my roots are Dutch. I've lived in the ne- Netherlands, have never felt home there. And I have lived most of my life in France and I've never felt home there. So where do you go? And that's how I decided that I would move to London. But I had lost absolutely everything, as I said. I, I left with 43 euros. And, and a car and my furniture. So I started selling my car, started selling my furniture, my books, my jewels, etc. And I ended up uh, arriving in London at 58, uh, a little more than two years ago. So on the 20, 21st of July, 2015, with just two suitcases, absolutely no income, absolutely no savings. Um, and I had eight weeks of house sitting, which is the roof that I had above my head. Um, and yeah, in essence, instead of concentrating on my fear, I've been concentrating on my vision and I've been grabbing opportunities. Um, and within six months, I already shifted that situation. Um, and today I am uh, the owner of a female business network in London uh, with 90 ladies. They were 48 when I took over. 
Um, and I am also, as you mentioned, a reinvention mentor for successful women who are trapped in a rat race and want so much more from life than uh, money only. Um, and I'm a video interview host myself uh, with a series called Women Who Make Things Happen. And, and all of it is about empowering women. And all of it is about inspiring women to dare go after their dreams and to step into the driver's seat of their life to actually reinvent it. Wow, that's a great story. And I love how you talk about, you know, not getting caught up during that very scary and tumultuous time of your life, not getting caught up in the fear, but focusing on what you were creating, which I'm sure is a big key to your success there. Definitely. It's it's the very first thing that I, well, one of the very first thing that I have my clients work on is to create a vision. Um, because if you, if you focus on, on fear, it can only amplify and it ends up paralyzing you. And, and to be very honest, I've been waking up more than once uh, in the middle of the night with a pounding heart because I had no idea how I was going to get out of that situation. But if you focus on it, it gets worse. So why not focus instead of what you want to achieve and then put everything into motion to make it happen, which is why my show is called Make it, Women Who Make Things Happen. Yeah, so when you're in that situation, because I think probably all of us have had those middle-of-the-night experiences where we wake up with that pounding heart. When you find yourself in that situation, how much of it do you think is you know, really figuring out every single step or how much of it is kind of this leap of faith into your vision? Because, you know, I often wonder about that. Obviously, action is important, but there is, you know, that importance of, okay, if I put myself out there, somehow this is going to work out too. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a combination, which is, you know, the um, the four areas of expertise that I have, and you will see how that falls uh, into place. Um, one is mindset, obviously, uh, and the other one is uh, work-life balance and uh, personal branding and personal effectiveness. So all those bits and pieces fall together. But um, action on its own is not enough. I mean, when I came, when I arrived from France with my two suitcases uh, at 58, with absolutely nothing, I had an unwavering faith that it was going to work, to work out. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, so that definitely helps, even if at a subconscious level, you then have fear creeping in uh, very re regularly, which is why it happens most often uh, during the night, because then you don't control your thoughts. But... Um, it's that combination of taking action, of having a vision, of knowing why you do what you do um, and following your intuition. So where in the past I would have been into hustle, um, it's something that I don't know, do anymore. I go with the flow. I'm a very, very firm believer in the law of attraction. Um, and so even if I take a lot of the things that I'm doing from a pragmatic angle, from a systems angle, from being practical, uh, it, I'm hands-on. Um, it's not only that. It, it's, it's all the rest. I am all about raising your vibration uh, because that's the type of vibration that you will be attracting to yourself. And so even with my two suitcases, the moment I arrived in London, A, I felt home. 
um, which is something that I had always always been missing in my life. Where do I feel home? Um, and then the other thing is that I kept, uh, yeah, constant. I, I I was constantly concentrating on being grateful, uh, and that has as a consequence that from a mindset perspective, I look at everything from the angle of abundance. I am in an abundant place, even when I have absolutely no money. When I arrived, I had absolutely no money. But every single day, I was grateful for what I had. And that is raising your vibration. And that's something anybody can do, no matter what circumstance they're in. There's so many things all of us have to be grateful for, no matter, like you say, if you have no money or you have some other situation you're unhappy with it's it's just that focus right completely completely what what well i mean in the coaching world we all say the same what you focus on expands so what do you choose to focus on in in life everything and it, and its opposite is already existing uh it's it's the law of contrast you you need to know what white is in order to understand what black is you know, you need to understand what heavy is in order to understand what light is etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's just a matter of what do you choose to focus on. So I focus on what works. I'm also very conscious of the power of words. Um, so I keep saying to my clients, don't say try. Um, when they say what they don't want, I say, no, what is it that you want then? Because your your mind doesn't understand the negation. If I'm asking you to not think about a pink elephant, the image you had was a pink elephant. So mm. instead of concentrating on, on what you not want, um, talk about what it is that you want and you will attract more of that to you. And that's what has unfolded for me uh, is that it was, it was just incredible, all, all the opportunities that were coming to me. Mm, that's that's fantastic. I have a question for you, and because you're the queen of reinvention, it's a reinvention question. <laughs> Why do you think people need to reinvent themselves? Do they need to reinvent themselves, or when do they know it's time to reinvent themselves? Uh, interesting. It's a very interesting question. A, I don't think that this is for everybody. We don't have to reinvent ourselves. Uh, if you're satisfied with your life, why would you reinvent yourself? Uh, so... A reinvention is happening when at some point you have a feeling that something is missing. You are not happy with whatever it is, uh, with whatever the situation is that you're in. Uh, so a very classic one, which happens more with women than with men, is when somewhere at midlife, sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's later, you have a, that nagging feeling that something is missing. Um, you may seemingly have it all, but you're not happy. So if you want a different result, the only option is to start doing something differently than, than what you've kept doing so far. Um, so I think that at some point, when, when you reach that time of point, um, what becomes important is that we, we start having that awareness that's raising. We start having that notion of... Hmm, everything that's in my life, is that really my choices? Well, yes, it has been the consequence of your choices, but have they been conscious choices? So when you start being clear and authorizing yourself also to give yourself a place in your life, because that, again, is something that women quite often find difficult to do. We are so much carers that we take care of the needs of others and we don't allow ourselves to take care of our own needs. 
Um, and that's when I very often start talking about this. Uh, I, I make the analogy with when you are boarding a plane. Uh, the first thing they, they say with the security instructions is that you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before taking care of the people around you. You can't take care properly of the needs of others if you're not taking care of your own needs. So when you start becoming conscious that it is okay to put yourself first, you start asking yourself, what is it that I want? Uh, what is important to me? What do I stand for? Etc. When you start getting all that clarity, um, when you're in that type of place, that, that's when you start a reinvention. Because quite often... What comes out of that is that it's something quite drastic. It's, 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 it's rarely just a small continuity of what you were already doing. Generally speaking, it's shaking quite a lot of things. That's when uh, a woman or a man, by the way, realize that they've never loved what they were doing and that they had chosen that because that or mummy or whatever society said that that's where they should be going to and, and doing, etc. And that it's never being what 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 they love to do and then they set up a business in whatever um i i recently have a um a lady that i know in the uk who is uh well she comes from a corporate world and at some point she started doing coaching and all of a sudden she had a bulb light moment and she's doing uh, how do you call it upholstery i think it's called when you put material on chairs and, and sofas and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so she's now into something completely different and she adores it. She really loves it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what reinvention is about, but it's not for everyone. You need to be ready. You, you need to, you need to have something that doesn't work. Otherwise, what's the need? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people end up, going into a business, changing career, um, starting something for themselves around business and around their passion or their interest. But I find that frequently, especially women, for some reason it's uh, most common in my experience with women, have problems with that self-promotion and really um, you know, t making a stand for what they are, what they believe in, for their value and their worth. Do you find that and what type of, of, of advice do you have for people? It is completely linked to what I uh, just said before. Women um, don't put themselves first. So there is a whole thing with women. And again, we make it a generalization, but there are, of course, exceptions. But, but women in general uh, have a massive uh, problem uh, or challenge around self-worth and self-confidence. Uh, where that stems from, it's, it's usually a combination of things. It's, it's what society brings uh, wi with it. it. It's the nature of us being carers and, 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 and et cetera. It's what also is often expected of us, et cetera. So my advice for that is to, to, to step back, take the time to reflect um, and, and, and get help uh, to do that because that's not something that is easy to do on your own. And, and find out what is it that is important for you. So what are your values? What, what, what is your vision of an ideal world? How do you want to contribute to that? Because quite often it's also a stage where we want to make a difference. It's not only about us at, at our small level anymore. We, we, 
somehow understand uh, innerly that uh, we are here for something bigger than us as well. So uh, that that's the heart centered type of people. Um, and then it is about uh, what are my, my values? What do I stand for? Uh, what are my needs? And that is a very classical one where women have no idea what their needs are. So when you ask the next question, what are your boundaries? Uh, <laughs> don't even know what a boundary is. Um, so by it, it, it's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. You don't wake up with all the answers the next day. So it's a process. It's a journey. Um, but as you evolve in that journey, as you grow, as you develop, um, you start understanding uh, what, what, what your place is and what you stand for and what is important to you, etc. And so you start authorizing yourself um, to do more, to be more. Yeah. And so everything you're talking about, this process, this journey, it's exciting and it makes a lot of sense but it's also for many people I think a lot of people don't know where to start with it or you know it's overwhelming it can be overwhelming so how does your work how do you help support people along this journey so it's depending what they want to focus on of course depending on where they are uh in in their in their journey uh because the thing is I as a mentor as a coach uh may know what they need but if they don't know that they need that, uh, it's pointless for me to trying to uh, to bring that to them. So they will come from the angle of where they're at. Um, and that may be, I want to, I don't know, it may be personal branding to give that example. Um, but, but personal branding is far more than just business coaching. It's business coaching plus, 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 because it's about you being your brand. So putting who you are into your business. So to keep to keep to take that example, it means that we then need to unfold a process. And it's step by step. Uh, so it's not about saying, oh, and we are going to, and then you unfold the whole whatever it is when my my complete mentoring program uh the nine months uh is is probably something like uh, I haven't counted in a while, but over 30 different topics, modules. It's pointless to start talking about that. We just unfold what is coming up. So I have one currently, one client. Uh, she came from the angle. So she has a job. It's not a uh, a business owner. Um, and she came from the angle of uh, wanting to embrace fear because she started understanding that she was completely paralyzed by her fears. Uh, and I gave her the tools to actually start facing fear. Uh, and in that process, it helped her see um, how she was limiting herself. And it's funny how she talks about it now because she says, and yes, I'm, I'm that little ma- ma- mouse, but uh, I regularly have a lion uh, in me who wants to come out. Uh, so so it's, it's progressive. And there is no, I know what framework I'm using. It's the one that I have developed over the years. And it, it's uh, what I call the four C's. So the first one is, is about clarify. So who you are, what's important to you, etc. Then it's about clear what stands in the way. So your limiting beliefs, your your mindset, your relationship relationship to money and success, etc. Then it's create or reassess uh, a business, um, and then it's how do you commit to it? Because it's very easy then to to recreate a rat race uh, because you are working on your business and and not in it. So I know my steps. Uh, but it, it's completely something that I customize to the need of my clients. It's depending on where they're at, at at the moment they come to me. 
and how much time they want to spend also in that process, which is why I, I never push people into my nine months program. Usually I say, let's go for the three months program and you can always upgrade to six and nine months afterwards if you want to. Right. That makes sense. Because what you said at the very beginning about you're not working with corporations, you're working with people. And of course, all of us are unique beings. Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense. So that fourth C, that commit, that reminds me a little bit of the word grit that I like talking about, which is that uh, sheer determination to keep going. And it's that, uh, you know, will to to push through mm-hmm. and really achieve whatever it is you're going after, not giving up, stick with itness or whatever you want to call it. It, can you give me your thoughts on grit? Is there, it seems to me like you have a lot of it. You've certainly, you know, um, showed that throughout your, your own reinventions and, and things like that. So what are your thoughts? How important is grit? I think it is important in the sense that you cannot just go with the flow and wait for the universe to do everything for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It takes it takes a little more than that. Um what I'm not into anymore is the whole struggle to get there. Yeah. Uh, I very much believe now in, into going with the flow. I'm, I'm far more in tune with my intuition. Um, I'm far more in tune with um, uh, how does it make me feel. Um, I don't want it to be uh, a hustle. I don't want it to be a battle. I, I don't want it to feel like hard work. It is hard work. I'm working a lot. However, it's the how I'm working uh, that makes the whole difference. I do believe that we perform at best when we do what we love doing with the people who love uh, we who we love doing it with or for, um, and of course we're willing to pay. Otherwise, we don't have a business. Um, and so, being connected to what you love, what, what you're passionate about, etc. Well, I'm passionate. I work a lot. Does it feel like work? Absolutely not. To the to the extent that sometimes I I have thoughts like, uh, oh, don't you think you should be working a bit? <laughs> you know. But in fact, I I approach things very differently, and I am very much. Uh, uh, also listening to to what my needs are, what my body tells me. I, I rarely start working before 9.30 or 10 in the morning. I get up very early, um, but morning is for me. It's my daily routine. It's journaling. It's gratitude. It's meditation. I wish I could say it's exercise because that's not my forte. <laughs> um, but uh, it's on my list. <laughs> I'll get there. Um, so I, I'm... It, it may, maybe it is also because I'm 60. I'm I'm no longer 25 or 30. Um, I want to I want to enjoy life. I want to to take it easy. I don't feel like it. Ha- I I used to be in a place where one of my money belief was that you had to work hard to deserve money. Um, one of my areas of expertise is that I'm a money mindset coach as well. Uh, so that's one of the things that I work with, um, with, with my clients. But um, now today, I don't believe that anymore. It doesn't have to be hard. And, and the interesting thing, which doesn't mean that you shouldn't be um, putting efforts in. So for instance, I was just saying on, the, on a previous call, I have something particular in me is that I have a combination. I, I always say I'm le- left brain and right brain very much because I'm very 
I hate wasting time. I'm very much into using tools, automation, systems, getting organized. I'm very, very organized. I help my people with my uh, clients with that as well. Um, so all of that is more left brain type of, of, of material, I would say. Uh, at the same time, I'm very much into uh, listen to your intuition and listen to your body and go with the flow and, um, and have faith that things will work out. I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction, stuff like that. So I have a combination of both worlds, if you prefer. I'm not a woo-woo person, uh, but I'm not uh, a gray suit corporate type of person, neither. I, I have, yeah, I have the the tools of both worlds. And that's what I apply to my own life. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. You say you're 60 now, and maybe that's why you've got this attitude. But I feel that it's really something that we could at least expose 20-year-olds to or 30-year-olds that there is this other way. And I have this friend of mine, she has, she's a lawyer, she has her own law practice, and, for, and she's very successful. And for the entire duration, her entire career with this law practice, she's only ever worked two days a week. And that was because she wanted time with her kids, she likes to swim, she, you know, she just kind of set those boundaries, like you said, morning is your time, and she set that up and she was able to grow this law practice. She's a hard worker, but she always says her, her term is she likes to saunter through life. She likes to just, you know, kind of go with the flow and, and ease her way through. And I really think there is some magic in that combination of mm-hmm. being focused on what you want, but not getting on that hamster wheel, you know, not getting on that continually having to, I think you said earlier, you're not so much into the hustle anymore. Completely. And, and the interesting thing is once you start to let go of the need of being in control, uh, and I've been a control freak all my life. Um, when you start letting go of the need to control, it's interesting how things start naturally to flow. It's amazing. It happens, but you have to, you have to let go of the need to control everything. I think for a lot of people, that's probably the scariest part. It is. It is. I'm, I'm a very good example of it. And, and I, I mean, I can't say that I'm a reconverted uh, control freak in the sense that there's still a little bit of that in me, of course. So the way I approach it is I, whatever the topic is, I will look at, I will be as prepared as possible but then I detach myself from the outcome. And that's, that's the difference. So it's not as if I'm giving up everything. So that's why my, my commit part is existing in my framework. Um, how, do you, how do you make decisions? I mean, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the big classic of, of the shiny uh, object syndrome. I'm a very curious person. I'm interested in so many, so many things. Um, but now I ask myself, uh, okay, is this, is this helping me getting closer to achieving my goal or my dream? Um, is it yes, then I go for it. If it's yes, but later, I just park it for the time being. And if it's no, I just get rid of it. Uh, so it's it's all, for me, the key word is about making conscious choices. It's it, That's my part of being in control. I am making conscious choices, but then once I've made the choice, I let go of my need to know how it will happen. So let go of the outcome. 
And interestingly enough, that's when things come to you. So, so let me just clarify that. So you have goals, obviously you have a vision of where you want to go, but when you say let, when you say detach from the outcome, you are talking about detaching from the steps of how you're going to get there or from that thing that you want? Uh, it's, it's both, in fact. So, the, so detach yourself from the how, that's for sure. Uh, but so, so let's, let's imagine you have a, a, a prospective client goal. I'm approaching a prospective client goal from the angle of I'm there to serve the person. What I have learned to do that I didn't do before is I do uh, offer my services. In the past, I would just hope that maybe they would ask how they could work with me. So now I do that. But once it's done, I'm completely detached. If they want to work with me, they will work with me uh, because I've done everything for them to know how they can work with me and what it would cost them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if they don't, they were not just they were not just the right person for me and that's it that's fine and i'm not in a place of disappointment or whatever so even when you are in a place of scarcity uh, at the beginning when i badly needed the money um i would detach myself from it and interestingly enough um it 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 was coming in it was coming in so it's 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 both um the how who knows I know, I know what I want to achieve. I know what my vision is. Uh, so I'm not going to take uh, to make choices that are taking me in the opposite direction. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll give you another analogy uh, as to the wow, how and how it unfolds. Uh, when you are driving a car at night, uh, you know that you are going to whatever city. Um, but you don't see the road further than what your lights are showing you. But you trust that you're getting there because you know where you're going to. And the road is just unfolding as you drive under your lights that are just bringing you more visibility as you move in that direction. Right, exactly, exactly. And if you end but up for getting that, rerouted, but, it's it's okay because you still uh, it's end up okay. in the same place. Uh, because as long as you know, as as long as you know where you want to be, hence the importance of a vision. Right. No, that makes perfect sense. Wow, it's you. It, it's been great talking with you. <laughs> um, is there anything else before we wrap up? Is there anything else you want to share with us? I would say uh, more. You know the. The few things that I strongly believe in, uh, A, it is never too late to uh, reinvent your life, to step into the driver's seat to reinvent your life. The other one is don't let anyone tell you your dream is impossible. So if you are actually um, surrounded by people who don't believe in to whatever it is that you uh, are doing, well, don't talk about it with them and find like-minded people uh, who can help you, which leads me to the third one, which is they are asking for support. Uh, vulnerability is not a weakness. It is a strength. Um, and yeah, I think that everything is possible. I live in a world of possibilities. Oh, that's, I, I love that. Thank you. Agnes, how, um, how can people get in touch with you and work with you? Best is to uh, reach out to me via my website. Uh, so that is agnesvanrijn.com. So A-N-Y-E-S. V-A-N-R-H-I-J-N.com. There is a contact tab on my homepage uh, and a scheduler as well. 
Uh, other than that, you can find me on Facebook as well. That's also Agnes van Rijn. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. That is also Agnes van Rijn. Uh, so pretty easy to find me. Okay, great. I will also post all of those links on my webpage so people can go there and find all of your pages. Um, and I'd just like to thank you again. Thank you, Anya. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My guest was Anya Van Rijn. And you can find this whole interview, all of her links and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us. And check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on how to turn your daydream into a fabulous day job. Thanks very much. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit. Inspired actions, real results.